You're listening to the BAFTAs on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. Hello and welcome to the BAFTA pre-show. My name is Hamish Beaton. And my name is Emma Lancashire. We'll and today we'll be catching you guys up at all things Level 6 audio in the build-up to the BAFTA Awards. That's right, Emily. We've got one hell of a show planned for you guys. We'll be chatting with the nominees for Radio Studio, Drama and Features. But that's not all. We might be able to catch up with a few of our lecturers and drag them into the studio and hear their thoughts on the upcoming awards. I wouldn't do that if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant idea. And let's lay a little groundwork before we get into it. For those listening at home... Who might know? Who might not know what the BAFTAs are? Emily, how do you get nominated for one, and what are they? I'm not gonna. I'm gonna be honest with you. I've no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like last year, I was just told I was nominated. So, I can answer that question. Yeah, we have Please, the amazing Adam lecturer, Fowler Adam. In, in the studio <laughs> with us right me. now. We get lecturers get asked by Ben Warburton and Moira Akin to uh, nominate people under certain categories. Mine being creative audio and best audio feature, obviously. Um, uh, it would be very silly to ask me to nominate three people for best video. Um, and that's how you get nominated. See, this is why we bring you here, Adam, because I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Unlike people for the Creative Awards, Emily Lancashire, who come up to me and say, nominate me for the Creative yep. Awards, which I thought was little, very bold. Little but teaser for tomorrow, if Ooh. you are. You know, we have another awards where I am nominated. It's just a just little, little teaser. One award ceremony after another. I know, I know. I've heard it is a little bit of a double build. It's back to back. It is back to back. Tomorrow's a bit boozier than tonight, though. How dare you? It is the bathtars. Yeah, this we, is get, free, as it gets. we get free you? food tomorrow. It's we, black tie. We get it's to listen fancy. to our lecturer's very own band, Run PMC, there tonight. There is that. So. I did very much enjoy Leslie singing Wet Leg. That was quite fun. Exactly. Uh, well, we're actually going to go straight into our first category, which is audio features. And we're going to listen to the first uh, clip from Kieran Davis. Shall we give it a listen? Do we have to? I'm sorry I have to be the one to tell you this, but this ain't no fairy tale. I'm sure you saw it on the news too. The night Elsie disappeared. The theatrical star, Little Cheese, has gone missing. How could that happen? The reporters were asking. The small towner that dreamed of stardom, and just as they was getting into the big time too. How could they just be gone? Well, that was... Little Cheese Big City? That's right. Hello, by the way. Hello. I've been sat here this entire time, but I haven't interrupted Adam because there's such thing as discipline in the studio. Uh, I would never interrupt. I know, you're, I know you're eager. Sorry for interrupting. No, it's all <laughs> so can you tell I us... I want to do it again. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your show? Yeah, so uh, Little Cheese Big City is a 30-minute uh, feature more or less about the lives of British cheesemakers and their fight for survival, effectively, against uh, large corporations, time, death, etc., 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 not to get too dramatic into it. Uh, but, of course, as per normal, because this is me, if you've known any of my previous work, there is a certain level of weird involved. Uh, so there is a fictional aspect to it, which is this kind of overlying story of a detective... Uh, named Roan Rockfield, by the way, both of whom are, uh, both names are cheeses. 
uh, oh. in the UK, <laughs> by the way. Um, there's a story about um, him taking along the listener who plays the more or less unwilling part of the assistant um, to go and find this uh, missing theatrical-style little cheese, which is what you heard right at the beginning, uh, mm-hmm. which kind of explains that. Which That's the kind of premise of it. And we go through uh, different uh, cheesemakers and cheesemongers to find out um, what cheese means to them. So... What you're saying, well, the show itself, it's uh, of course got its theatrics to it, but it sounds like it's got a real ear to the kind of the small artisan kind of heart of cheesecraft. Oh yeah, very much so. So um, part of it was uh, me heading up to uh, Mrs. Kirkham's Lancashire cheese um, up kind of past Preston. Uh, so I spent the morning afternoon just watching how cheese was made, and that was a, that was a lot of good fun. I got a lot of uh, good recordings. Um, and then another part of it was being able to um, talk to some cheesemongers, which were a lot more local, um, and just getting an idea of what it actually means to be a cheesemonger in uh, this climate. And can I just um, add one thing? I was particularly impressed that um, Kieran set about it so carefully. I was going to ask, what were your <sighs> thoughts on this? Why, w- why would you do carefully? that? Oh, oh my god. Oh, oh Oh my god. (laughs) Sorry, Kieran. Right, do you know what? Just for that, we're kicking you out of the studio. Thank you for being here. Absolute pleasure. Thank you for telling us about the nominations, but you've had your chance. It was a bit of a cheesy pun. Sorry. One strike in your end. Shall I say goodbye now? Of course. Thank you so much, Adam. Lovely. That was Slee. You're listening to the BAFTAs on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. Okay, best audio feature. This was across level six and level five for the three nominations. Well done, Kieran, Matt, and Evie. Uh, three brilliant pieces, and I thoroughly enjoyed working with all of you. If there was a category in the BAFTAs for best improvement or coming the longest way from quite a difficult starting point to a brilliant finish, I would give that to Evie because uh, the amount of work that you've put in, Evie, to improve your skills and to dedicate yourself to creating a lovely piece of content is fabulous so you get my special category BAFTA award um sorry you don't actually get the the physical thing but anyway back to best audio feature Kieran's piece uh was magnificently detailed beautifully soundscaped and funny and informative and uh I just love listening to it Matt likewise the perennial hacienda always comes up. Everyone wants to make something about the Manchester music scene. Matt, I told you at the beginning, you had to do something different, and you know what, you did it. Brilliant. So, Kieran, Matt, Evie, lovely stuff. But I just want to give a wider shout out to uh, my audio students across both semesters. Uh, it's been an absolute privilege working with you and I'm really looking forward to working with uh, you in future if you have chosen my modules. And, um, well, level six, let's keep in touch and good luck out in the world. Well done. You're listening to the BAFTAs live on Utter Radio. 
Hello and welcome back. That was Adam Fowler talking about what makes a brilliant audio feature. The love of my life. Adam Fowler, what a guy. What a man. Now, Kieran, you I think you might be ticking off a bingo. <laughs> <laughs> Already, you, Already you, I think. You were nominated last year. Yeah, I was. And yeah. I know on our very up-to-date social medias, uh, you released a little piece that was talking about that you know kind of what is required to be nominated for a BAFTAR. What does that entail? Well, it, in my experience, it takes quite a lot of work because uh, you know there are only what between three and five nominations per category so Mm -hmm. you've really got to stand out and especially in a category such as uh, audio features where Adam is judging and as you two know he has very uh, Adam is ruthless he He really is he is very supportive in terms of his uh, feedback and everything so you know that he is always going to help you to make the absolute best thing you possibly can so I think my advice to any um, people in level four or level five who haven't, I mean, obviously level fours can't get nominated for the most part well, this year. Prepping mm-hmm. for next year. Prepping for next year if you are taking any uh, creative audio or podcasting modules. If not, change to and take the them. best op- the modules best. this university has to offer. I did Very both so. in my second year. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at taking any of those, my advice would be just to listen to Adam. Mm-hmm. And that is a very good way of nabbing yourself a nomination yeah. uh, for the most part. I mean, uh, one one of the interesting things I found actually from this year's nomination is that two out of the three of them are from level fives. Really? Which is strange, yeah. Um, last year, two of them were level sixes. I think both of them were final projects. And there was just little old me with my little otter, so, so <laughs> otter this, program. So this year, yeah. there's some kind of undercards coming. There are, yeah. It's, it's a really interesting um, field, actually. Which means that um, Evie and Matt, who were the other two uh, nom- nominees, must have pulled out something really special. They really must have. They, they've beaten every other yeah, final project. Be- bear in mind, this includes me. And mine's about my dead granddad. Oh, so oh. they really must have pulled it out the bag. You can tell she's not bitter. I'm not you? bitter <laughs> in the slightest. It was only an hour of me crying on the microphone. But you know what? It's fine. It's fine. Might be ne- you might have been able to like hear the content, just the crying <laughs> you can just say crying and then just the odd sniffle it's like what even is this about but no I am excited um, I'm very excited not better at all well I do agree with what you said there about Adam kind of guiding you to that nomination mm. the guy always puts out such phenomenal content in his course so again if you're listening and you're in the first year go and take his modules coming yeah. next year next semester it is an absolute joy to be taught by him. It really is. Yeah, really is. yeah. I think especially creative audio is a bit of a weird one uh, in level five. It really five. is. It but really it, is. It, he gives you so much free reign because the idea, if you don't know what it is, um, he kind of um, lets you uh, form a piece of creative sound design around like a poem. A soundscape. Or, yeah, a soundscape around like a poem or song lyrics or basically whatever you want as long as it's you know, audio, obviously. Um, and you can just go wild with it. You know, that's one of the great things about pretty much all of his modules is that you can just more or less do whatever you want. And as long as it's good, as long as it's good audio, then you will get the marks. It, I, I come from a background in film journalism. 
And when I first came here, there was like people doing like Da Vinci Resolve and all that stuff. Mm. And I was so incredibly lost. But I, I, it was Adam that made me realize that I want to go into audio because that like it, it really opens your eyes, especially that mm. creative audio module. It opens your eyes to what you can actually do with sound and where it can take people that listen to it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things which you don't often think about in uh, the modern landscape is that there is a lot of power in in sound and that um, yeah, it, it's, it's really interesting that it's one of those things that, that um, you don't necessarily know what it's doing until it's gone for example a lot of the times in I'm gonna go a little bit off topic here but in like um, okay. like video game design for mm. example all the sound in there all the spot effects and the soundscapes and everything they're there to build a world and that is more or less what you want to try and do in like Adam's modules you want to create a living breathing world if you possibly can just to make it seem alive and real and that's really kind of that is the power of audio you can create universes just by clicking and doing faders and uh, all sorts of filters reverb and, and all that yeah reverb that's, 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 a, that's a that's a word you need to learn yes. well it definitely sounds like you do know what you're talking about I'm when glad it, it comes. sounds that way <laughs> it, it sounds like you had everything in the it, ready to go for this nomination so guys if you haven't listened to it Little Cheese Big City go catch it I think it's still on Blackboard it's on SoundCloud it's on SoundCloud I put it on SoundCloud along with all my other weird stuff if you fancy going having a look at this Kieran Davis good luck with spelling (laughs) okay (laughs) well make sure to go check him out guys I think we've got a little piece that we're going to play from a lad named Matt you're listening to the BAFTAs live on Utter Radio But will the city's music scene ever have an institution as iconic? Only time will tell. If you could sum it up in kind of one sentence, what would you say? Uh, Beautiful nightmare. It could have been so good and ended up so bad. You need any more time killed. Oh, right. Well, there we go. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the studio. How are you? Hello. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm good. Oh, sorry. I am not with it this morning, guys. I'm just, I'm so excited about these BAFTA awards. I can't keep my they're brain on, focused. They're on the edge of a seat. They are mere hours away. Can you give us a little talk, Matt, about what you've been nominated for? Um, so I've been nominated for Best Audio Feature. Oh, so you're in competition with Kieran. Apparently so, So you're yeah. the one that stole my place. Okay. <laughs> I'm not bitter. I'm a little bitter, but I'm not that bitter. <laughs> I didn't choose to be nominated. This was Oh, uh, yeah, unexpected. that's what they all say. That's what they all say. Can you tell us a little bit about your piece? Yeah, so my piece is called uh, Hacienda, The Beautiful Nightmare. So it kind of all came about when... Um, I've got like a really good, like keen, interesting kind of dance music and like the history of house music and clubbing and all that. So for me, a logical kind of project topic was the Hacienda. Um, but I didn't want it to, I think I, that, there was the, obviously, there's always the risk of, you know, it's been done a lot of times before and you don't want it to be Can something. Can I ask a stupid question? Go on. What's the Hacienda? <laughs> right. It's not <laughs> a stupid question. As someone who's a love of indie music, this is nothing Emily, this is why me. you were not nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, yes. <laughs> so, I mean, 
it, on the surface, it was a club in Manchester. Okay. Okay. But more than that, it has kind of become an icon, an institution in the Manchester music scene. It, um, it was opened in 1982, uh, but closed in 1997. So it had quite a short run, but ultimately it was kind of like there were a lot of stuff under the surface, like financial struggles, um, drugs, uh, gang violence that kind of led to its closure. So that's kind of what my piece explores, like the kind of charts the history of it, but there's this kind of... Uh, additional focus on the dark side and why it kind of shut down hence why the the phrase beautiful nightmare um sounds incredibly ominous you've got me hooked yeah no i mean i tried to and another thing that i tried to do which um i know adam always advises against is try and include as much music from the air as possible so there aren't actually that many bits of silence in it there's a few kind of moments of reflection i suppose where it the music kind of stops briefly and there's a bit of reverb or whatever um but most of like the underneath everyone talking, it's like tracks from the era. So there's, I think there's a certain sense of nostalgia as well that I was trying to evoke from it. Obviously, I wasn't alive at that time, but I just love you know all the early dance music which Where did that came out of love come from. Um, probably my dad because I mean I grew up listening to his uh, CDs and records and he got like the first ever iPod and I remember in car journeys I'd like put my headphones in and borrow his iPod and make my own playlist. So. Yeah, I suppose it, I kind of just discovering the music he loved and then the passion kind of was transferred, yeah. Very nice, very nice. And as a second year, what's this like being put up against third years for you? What's that feeling? Oh, I mean, I I didn't even realise it was like a mixed thing. I, I, I thought there'd be a separate one, but um, no, it's, it's like... T- I mean, at the end of the day, like... I'm not that first if I don't win because like being nominated is is a you know an achievement in itself. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty cool to to have been nominated and yeah, a bit of competition. But we we shall see later on. Good luck to the other two. Yeah, and even if you don't win, not saying that you won't, but <laughs> even if you don't, you've still got next year to absolutely smash it out the park. True. You'll know what you need, like Kieran was saying, because he was nominated last year as well. You know what they're looking out for, mm-hmm. you know what you need, and then do you know what modules you've taken next year? Yes, I was about so to say, you are just free of the dreaded professional practice. Oh, I'd, I'd say you are as soon as we I. We love professional that. practice. I mean, sorry, uh, that's the shock color. Yeah, no, I love professional <laughs> we practice love professional so much. Practice. Uh, yeah. It really shapes I us. I have never for the year loved a book more in my life. That was oh. like my Bible, that self journal, oh, which I probably only filled beautiful. in like three times in total, but. Yeah, um, that was that was pretty. Uh, I, I'm glad it was over. I mean, it was it was quite an insightful topic, and I did learn a lot from that module. But um, yeah, I'm glad that's over. But yeah, always got always got next year. Yeah. So it's back to Emily's question: What modules have you taken then? Um, what so I'm what doing, can we expect to see you nominated in? So I think um, since coming to uni, I've I've very much gone on the audio route. Um, as most sensible people have. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. As so I'm two doing, audio people, we yeah. can agree with that statement. <laughs> Completely. I'm doing radio studio. As um, you should. Creative and audio. As and you should. Yes, yeah, like advanced and, creative audio. And beyond. Radio studio <laughs> and beyond. That's so Gary Morris, though, isn't it? <laughs> it and really beyond. Is. You can tell that he like was trying to market as some Star Trek ripoff. Well, um, quick tip for Gary. Excuse you? Oh, no, no, no. Quick tip for Gary. So I, I constantly, every time I see him, I buy him a Greg's vegan sausage roll. Oh, he loves yeah. the vegan sausage yeah. rolls. I bought him, around Christmas time, vegan mince parties. 
Oh, he actually he brought him into our class and was offering him around. Yeah. So I've been bribing Gary. Sorry, not bribing, we encouraging. Not bribing, but I didn't, um, and who's not, he's nominated and I'm not, so maybe, maybe that's all it takes. Bribing. Yeah. yeah but seriously, it it but to be fair, I actually this morning. Um, so I've been downstairs because I'm I'm vision mixing today. So okay. um, I've been helping out with all that and setting up. And they've got the band Run PMC. Uh, yeah. And they've, obviously they've been rehearsing this morning. And behind the drums. You could see um, Gary was munching on a vegan sausage roll. I so did buy him that. Did you, gets, did you buy him yeah, that? I bought him that, that one. That man gets him for free at this point. I don't think yeah. he buys a yeah. single one. No, 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 no. I bought him it. He- You're going to have to take out a second loan, like a second student loan, just to fund Gary's sausage roll addiction. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you'd mentioned about you doing radio studio. So... All the team in the studio right now, the the two amazing people working the desk, Megan and Skye, I have worked with on all of my projects on Radio Studio, and I did my final project on a show called Out of Mind about mental health awareness and such like that. And trust me, if that's something you're you're interested in doing, Radio Studio and Beyond's final project is so much fun. Have you given your final project a thought? Um, I don't know. Definitely, I'm to- I'm tossing between like a live radio show or a podcast. But um, well, as you have a podcast and a live studio, you're gonna have to pitch them to me then. I will Which pitch one should him. I take? It's Gary versus Adam. Who do you love yeah, more? Yeah, that's true. <sighs> I really don't know. See that that's that, that's all it they're, is at the end of the, the day. They're the two dads of who the audio. Do you want like you know who do you love more? Um. So if I was. Up for adoption and wanted one of them to be my dad. Yeah. You'd have to pick. <sighs> Probably Adam Fowler. Yes! You see, he's just like, he's just, he's just such a nice geezer. Oh. I'd love to just, And Gary's not. No, I know <laughs> Gary is, but I just think, like, I don't know. I don't know. This is <laughs> really How hard. dare you? How Adam dare brought us all you? cakes. We had a little tea party. Yeah, at the end. Gary buys all cakes. Thank you very much. Only because you buy him an unlimited amount of sausage rolls. I don't know what you're talking rolls. about. I cannot confirm or deny any no, bribery I mean, that has occurred. I, I, do, I do like them both, but I don't know. There's just something about uh, Adam's, Adam's smooth Scottish accent oh. as well. Like, oh, Matthew, your dinner's ready. Come downstairs now. Matthew, your dinner's ready. Your dinner's well, ready. Come and have your neeps and tatties with your haggis, will you? Yeah. Also, I'm busy at Adobe Audition for the moment, but I'll get it out of the oven when you're done. I have met Adam's sons, and they are lovely. You, you can have two. I've been to Adam's house. I've met his wife. Right, this is getting a bit weird now. Like, they made me a cup of tea. Kieran was there too. It wasn't that weird. Mm. Like, <laughs> what you want to meet and greet to yeah. the whole family? <laughs> they, no, they were both so incredibly hospitalable. <laughs> no, back when we were, you know, doing for the Charles Parker, another thing you can do if you're doing audio. I heard about that, yeah. Adam will we, love you if you do Charles yeah, Parker. We so did Charles Parker last year or this year even, and we spent many times in Adam's house. I only went once. I don't know what I'm talking about, but it was very lovely, a very nice abode. Abode. Yeah. It is a lovely abode. Oh, it's an abode. You can always tell a lot about a man from his house. His abode. His abode. His abode. abode. Yeah. I, I will say, Adam has been my personal tutor for the past few years, and I, I vividly remember him picking up the team's call during his son's birthday party. Bless that man. There was like a horde of like screaming kids in the background. And he was just like, What can I do for you, Hamish? What can I do for you? 
Sorry, I have to run. The cake's like on fire. <laughs> and that literally just felt like Adam was in the room. I, I, no, I know I, what you mean. Like he's so you know when sometimes he'll do like a feedback video on your audition session. He's done them before, and I've looked at the time in the top of the thing, and it's at like five a.m. Yeah, like he's that mm-hmm. man is just dedicated he to. He does not sleep. And not only that, they're like an hour long. Yeah. It's like feedback, yeah, very like, detailed feedback. Like I, I love him to bits, but like, oh my god, can the man just? I, I want him to have a. He's rest. probably not getting paid for that either. Like he's, he's yeah, not getting paid not. for for the hours outside. That you know. But yeah, you see you rising. Yeah, I mean, he's an absolute joy. <laughs> but so, can you give us final words? How are you feeling towards this nomination later? Um, if I win, I win. But if I lose, then at least someone worthy has has won. Because I think it's a very tightly contested category, as, as most of them are. Um, and I just think, I mean, they've been nominated for a reason. So if they win... Then you got any words to psych out your competitor, Kieran, on the other side of the glass screen? Uh, what? I don't. I don't want to be starting fights. He, he is the that. only third year that's been yeah. nominated. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, Everyone else is a second year. That's why yeah, I'm no. bitter. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, is this the takeover of the second years? I, I don't know. Maybe. I think um, maybe just Kieran was so good. That Adam was like, no, I can't select another level six because it's just not going to come up to it. Apologies. Those are fighting words. On that note, thank you for coming and goodbye. (laughs) Thanks very much, Matt, for coming in. Thank you. You're listening to the Baftas on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. We have one life, we have one planet Earth, and this Earth is full of creative, determined and smart people, including you. From now on, we're going to support and hold respect for these people who own their own businesses because they have gone against the tides, explored their passions and opened something up of their own. Sustainable shopping is the future, whether you like it or not. And you will like it. Well, that is Sustainable Shopping with Evie Cummings. Emily, I have, uh, look, I've been following Evie for a few, like, months now, and she has such a finger to the pulse of the charity shops in Salford, and this shows in her work. She is so enthusiastic about recycling all these different fabrics and such, and making the most out of what people don't want. How do you feel about that? Do you know what? I'm a big thrifter. I would you know what I'm lying. I'm not a big thrifter. I wish I was. It's it's the kind of thing that I you're like. I wish oh, I was. People, people, I want to see myself as like a yeah, thrifter. You know, 100. percent I love recycling. I am writing in the middle of writing a letter to the Manchester City Council. Oh. Because, you know how much they're like, oh, like the environment. Da, da, da. My building does not have a recycling. I know. Are you I having know. a laugh? I'm not having a laugh. We don't do recycling. We have one bin, and it all goes in that bin. It, it's disgusting. I think that I know. might be illegal. I think it might be. So I uh, completely agree with Evie and all environmental, you know, save the turtles, all that jazz. Yeah. But yeah. 
Oh, there oh. is producer Reese Beard squeezing into the studio. Good it's a shame that the mics are too sensitive and we all picked up on it. Ahoy hoy. Ahoy hoy. How are you, Reese? I'm good, yes, yes. I'm happy. It's been a good day so far. I am um, going have... cr- I'm going crazy. All oh, the mics on now. I know. We have aircon as well. Yeah. It's rather oh. nice. Well, I'm still warm and I've still got short well, I've also got shorts on, so I'm not too sure. I'm wearing jeans. I made that mistake, and it's oh, gonna start I'm cooking a, nice a little bit later. Dress. You know it. what? I feel as if I could pull that off as you well. You could pull off a Thank summer dress. You very Nobody much. is stopping you. You're only stopping yourself, Hamish. I'm gonna show up to the Baftars in a summer dress. I guess. Do it. Do it. Do it. Should we talk about the shows that are coming up for today? Of course. Okay. So obviously now you're listening to the Level Six Audio Showcase with the two lovely presenters. Oh. That's Emily Lancashire and mm, Hamish Beeson. Did you just say oh. Lancashire? Yeah. You. It's Lancashire. 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 I'm too Midlands. So. I really like, enjoy how you tried to pass the insult off on me, but you really insulted you know Emily. What? It upsets me so much. <laughs> like, Lancashire is a northern county, right? I am from the north. I am Wigan, We're like a Wigan lass. <laughs> we really have, because it really annoys me. Because my own boyfriend says Lancashire. And I'm like, no. Or Lancashire. Like, I'm not a hobbit. Like, I'm not from the Shire. <laughs> it's er. Uh. Okay. Ooh. Right, that rant's over. We can get back to the rest of the shows. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a hobbit. I'm like... No, but I'm like, like Emily Lancashire. I'm not a hobbit. Professionalism like. on Utter Radio. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming up today, then, uh, for the rest of the uh, show that's on right now, uh, we're on till 2pm with the Level 6 Audio Showcase. The Level 5 Audio Showcase going back in time to last year. Well, our last year, yeah. but they're, they're this year. Uh, that's on from 2 till 4pm there, um, the Level 5 the Audio. The hosts for that? The hosts for that are our very own Utter Radio's Matty Johnson, as well as a certain... A certain a hobbit. A certain hobbit. <laughs> that is Emily Lancashire. Uh, <laughs> um, after the level five audio, we've got the level six visual showcase. That one there is with Eleanor Donahue and Megan Houghton. Uh, from six till seven pm, we have the red carpet show. That's with me and Nicole Borrell. And then from seven o'clock until eight thirty-ish, depending on whether the show actually runs on on time. On time. Uh, that is the Baftas event commentary with me and the very own Utter Radio, Kieran Davis. You're listening to the BAFTAs, live on Utter Radio. Do you know what I've just realised? What? Reese is so posh. He read those names completely different to how I would have read them. That is shocking. But, speaking of Matty, the love of my life, I can see, I can see them over the screen. They are actually nominated. Are they? They are, along with multiple other people. Myself well, included. Yourself included. Because, oh, and so we're being attacked by people all over the we're, studio. We're, we've got people we've coming got in the door. We've well. got people coming please on the mics. Enter, come on enter. in. Come on in. Can we have Matty, please? Matty, are they available? We've got so many people. I think we're. I think we'll start talking about the show Sex in Sixty Minutes, whoop, whoop, yeah. whoop, which I've had the privilege of listening to. Me too. It is an but absolute first, joy. But first. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> I think we have a message we from Big Gaza. Me- the Gary has a message for us. 
Hello, this is Gary Morrisrow. I lead the Level 6 Radio Studio and Level 5 Radio Studio categories at this year's BAFTAs. And I've got to say, wow, what a selection of top quality radio magazines we've had this year. It's been so difficult to find uh, the nominations and it has been very difficult to narrow it down. And we've got very, very strong feels tonight for those two categories. We've got sex, that sells, cars, that sells, trends, music, uh, we've got the conflict between North versus South, all of human life is here in Radio Studio at Level 6 and Level 5. I'm very much looking forward to seeing the results of those categories tonight. But whatever happens, well done to all those nominated, well done to all those that have participated in these modules and well done to everybody that's taking part in the BAFTAs production or indeed the radio coverage on Utter Radio. You're all legends on the BAFTAs day. Well, that was Gary, my other love of my life. I just, I can't leave this university. There's too many people. I know, he's outside right now banging away on the drums. He's a beautiful man. Well, we are joined here with Lucy and Matty. Hello, hello. Please explain a little bit about your show. I would love to. So, Sex in 60 Minutes was a sex ed show that focused around raising awareness for queer sex education in schools, HIV stigma and awareness. Um... Uh, sex work and how to destigmatize that. We also talked about different relationships, we talked about people who are asexual, we talked about polyamorous relationships. It really was sort of filling in yeah. all the gaps of sex education that you didn't get in school and just keeping it light, keeping it easy, normalizing that because yeah. there's a lot of stigma around nice. so many of the topics we discussed yeah. and we just sort of wanted to say, hey, this is normal, these are yeah. things we care about. Um, and me and Lucy had a great time, we didn't had a great we? Time, yeah, we even had, um, <clears throat> we did some, what was it? Um, like what? vibrator um, <laughs> recommendations on air. I love it. We bought I, some vibrators and Molly was off um, in town off, yeah. and she gave him a little test out. She I, dropped do, I do think coming up in the clip that we were hey, just about to play hey. is a snippet of this. Let's hear it. Hello and welcome to Sex in 60 Minutes and we're here to give you a whole hour of sexy time. I'm Lucy. And I'm Matty and thanks for joining us today for this very juicy show. So grab yourself a cuppa and get listening. Do you want to have a hold of it? Oh, Luke. Yeah, I'll have a little go. <laughs> oh, no, I dropped it on the floor. <laughs> oh, she dropped it on the floor. Oh, I have dropped the vibrator on the floor in Canal Street. And that was our snippet of Sex in 60 Seconds. Maddie, you've got to run, don't you? I have got to run. I've got <laughs> a rehearsal downstairs. But you know what? I wish I was in the radio studio. It feels a bit weird being on, doing the TV stuff yeah. downstairs on a stage. It's wrong. Well, it's wrong. for you. Radio, aren't we? We're going to be radio. back here at two o'clock. Are we? We are going to be back from two till four. So I can finally get my radio claws into this and yes. just feel a bit calm in my safe space. Yeah. In the studio. Mm-hmm. Back where we belong. We Mike's know this on. is our safe haven. It is. Exactly. We don't need a camera, we just have a mic. Exactly. Sweet relief. (laughs) Right. I've got to run. But Lucy can take it away for Sex and 60. I'll be here. Do be proud. I'll try my best. All right, Lucy. So, first of all, what's the big inspiration for Sex and 60 Seconds? Because I've. No, 60 60 seconds. 60 minutes. That's the first one, wasn't it? That was. (laughs) What oh are you doing? You are weekend. Nothing to do with those women. Oh, no, there's no recovery oh. from that. No, no, no. Um, Shot was sweet. Oh my God, the one-hit wonder. Um, what? What's the big inspiration for the show? Because um, I've given it a lesson. It's yeah. a real joy. I think, like Matthew said, it was just raising awareness, really, for other things that people just think. You know, sex is male, female, 
very normal, whatever. Um, but there's so much more than that um, as well. Sex education, you know, different types of sexualities, relationships, etc. All that, all that kind of stuff really we just wanted to raise awareness because it's not really talked about it's quite a taboo subject um and yeah we just we had a lot of fun making it i had a lot of fun listening did you yeah i did i was listening to i was like oh i was getting distracted (laughs) i was like listening in the background you know just trying to get it and then i was like i was getting distracted from the stuff that i was actually doing and then started listening to it It was very intriguing it's quite juicy no but that is the sign of good radio yeah because radio is always something we play in the background of what we're doing but it's whenever it catches you and you stop and you halt yeah. and you just listen to sex in 60 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's quite hard to not be like, oh, what are you talking about? Because it's not your average radio show topic. No. But you do, I learned so much, especially because a little little teaser for you all. It's not really a teaser, it's a secret. Lucy here is also from Wigan. Hey. Also a Northern lass. Yay. And then we also went to the same school. We did. Come on. And our sex education was minimal. Yeah, I don't remember getting I any, don't to remember. be honest. I, I, grew- I think we got a tiny bit in biology from like I grew Mrs. Up in Northern, Gregory. Yeah, I grew <laughs> up in Northern Ireland. Our sex ed, like, mm. I mean, Not we're very Christian the over there. Say, and yeah. like, our sex ed consisted of our teacher being like, who can tell me where the clitoris is oh. on this diagram? <laughs> and they still don't know. <laughs> 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 oh. But like it, it was bad. Like, yeah. I think I think we had a booklet and it was treated as a joke. Yeah. Um, oh, we didn't even get the booklet. No, Did we get the booklet? No, I don't think so. No. no. This is. Yeah, I, I think it was a booklet that we never kind of finished, if you mm, get yeah. me. But then half the people in... Yeah, neither did she. But half the people ah! in... <laughs> you're, on, like, ah, you're on fire! You set them up and I knock them down. <laughs> half the people in our year, well, our school were at home pregnant, so oh. our sex education oh, didn't man. work. Oh. Is it not true? Yeah. We had a couple in my year. Yeah, did you have any in your year? Yeah. I went to an all yeah. boys school, so it'd be a bit worrying there if was I quite said a few so. Then. Yeah. Um, yeah, fair enough. Fair I, enough. Th- I think well. we also have Gary coming in. Oh. But but let's quickly talk about your thoughts and feelings about the awards. Okay. So. How are you feeling? I mean, I'm personally not able to make it tonight, which is quite unfortunate. Shocking, heartbreaking, I dare I say. I know, I know. Destructive. So bad. But I am very thrilled to be nominated. Our group was a fantastic group. We made an amazing show, personally, I think so anyway. Um, and I'm very proud of it. Um, we, we smashed out of the park, to be honest. Um, and I know we are nom- we are rival nominees. I know, though. I was going to say, have you got anything for your competition here? Um, watch out. No, 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 no. I respect no. it. I have so much respect for you guys for the no. show that you've Thank made. You. Yeah. And it is as an LGBTQ plus person myself, so, so, so. it is it is so brilliant to hear education on Yeah, exactly. it really is. It needs to be talked about more. So Agreed. It does. And it does Woo-hoo! here. The man, the myth, the legend. Gather! The drummer of Run PMC. Come on in, wang into the ring. At the weight of three vegan sausage rolls, oh, it's Gary. Uh, thank you so much. You are my, uh, you're an enabler. You're a I'm your dealer. Exactly, this is it. <laughs> I know. It, it, I was there on the kit before, practicing with Run PMC, and then Hamish sidled over uh, with uh, with a vegan sausage roll. And then, f- oh, sorry, is this something going on? Oh, what is oh, going on? What oh. is going on? What, what happened? I didn't have my headphones on. Sorry, no, I, my, it's my, okay. It's okay. It's okay. Is there a oh. shit going? 
Everything's all well, right. Producer Reese is telling on, us it's all right. I think right. I'm, we're being shouted at by people. Okay. Oh, no, it's all good. It's all good. Keep going. I created some chaos there. The show has been chaos. It's all right. What I should have done, I should have put my headphones on and then waited for you as the presenters to actually bring me into the programme. Well, I barged in. Knowing that I've got three minutes. I thought, I'm just going to start. You've only got three minutes? We don't know that. You've only got three minutes? You've only got three minutes? Yes, unfortunately. Well, can you give us a little bit about why these shows were nominated and why I wasn't rude anyway um, I'm very bitter today well, I don't know if you can yeah, notice you, this like, you, if you've been listening in Emily's been on the warpath like I'm very bitter but it's okay uh, well, I'm we, getting through it I'm nominated for an award tomorrow you are. Oh yeah. Sorry, we're rivals as well. Yeah, we are rivals. We are tomorrow. rivals. Oh, is this the uh, the, creator the Creator Awards tomorrow night? Oh, yeah. this is so. Uh, we got to. Oh, how's the the atmosphere between the two of you? Is, is a palpable sense quite, of tension. We were comparing fashion tips earlier, yeah, seeing if we were going to wear high heels or not. <gasps> but other than that. It's very snazzy, and tonight it's snazzy. But yes, the the, yeah. the so are we talking level six radio? Level level six. Let's talk about what what the shows that made the cut. What kind of gave them that edge? What brought them up above what, yeah, what else was submitted? It's, it's, it is, it's a really difficult time of year, actually, the Baftars, for, for all the lecturers. Difficult for me because I obviously have, have inundated with quality content from... And being bribed by my vegan well, exa- sausage rolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, that, was a, that was a key contri- yeah. you know, contribution. I like to I, think it was. Yeah. I don't think I brought enough mince pies. I know I give you like one vegan mince pie, if, but I don't think it was enough. And also people that have rejected my offers of sweets, you know, at the end of the assessments. I never did that. I'm always here for sweets. Oh, do you know what? Maybe I've, mis- I've just misremembered. I, just, I don't think you even know who I am, Gary. Well, like. Emily... There we go. Oh! So yeah, the, um, the the criteria was was quite simple. Really, it was about overall coherence of the program. It was about the acquisition of uh, appropriate contributors. All the stuff that everybody knows. All the stuff that we've been talking about since level four, and uh, the uh, the technical management of the desk, the uh, the quality of your uh, live outside broadcast, if indeed you had one, which of course for level six radio studio and beyond you did, and uh, so and also that the. the um, the way that the programme was, was thematically constructed, so whether it was a, a, a coherent offer for your audience. So that, they were the key uh, criteria. Uh, also, part of it was, how, am I enjoying this sort of as a, as a, as a piece of audio? Is, is there any kind of moments where it drops the pace and, uh, and, it, uh, and does this kind of like, you know, keep the, the listener hooked all the way through? So they're the, the main uh, sort of criteria. And the difficulty was... Uh, pretty much all the programs that were produced for that module kind of like met those those criteria. So, so uh, this year was a rough one to pick through. Yeah, it really was. And I'm not going to tell you which uh, which ones are, uh, you know, in, in the kind of like the, there's there's three that were chosen. Yeah. But there were other ones that were kind of nipping at their heels, and it was difficult. And I can't say what they were. And I had to liaise. This is the first year they've had to do it because the the judge for uh, this category is Jonathan Halliwell from Radio Four, and um, normally I just say right here's your here's your three. You know, have a have a look at them, see what you think, and then he picks the, the winner. And uh, for the first time, I had to ring him up and say, look, I need some help shortlisting these actually. Oh, man. so so we we collaborated on, on that so uh, which was nice actually because it meant that there was a bit of a through line through the whole process so uh yeah it's been really tricky but uh you know i'm i'm pretty happy with uh 
with with the winner. I think. I think the uh, but you know. Oh, so you know? So do we? Do we know? Obviously, we don't know. Well, you know, know? me and Jonathan went out for a pizza and some uh, and some prosecco (laughs) the other evening, and he did. He did let it slip. That it what it was. Was it dawn till dusk? Um, or Dust Till Dawn what was the show called I have no idea what my show was called it was yours yeah it was from Dawn Till Dusk wasn't it the, it might have been Dust Till Dawn and there was one about podcasts yeah the po- exploring and, the podsphere um, we weren't nominated I just thought I'd throw it out there just a little cheeky plug plug yeah, yeah. but it was uh, so, I, so I couldn't really give you any indication but it was uh, yeah it's been a difficult process so uh, and uh, I'm feeling very kind of nervous about it tonight because it's obviously you know this is uh, it's a big event I've got all these what's great about this year as well we've got particularly a beautiful cohort, you know. It's been it's the, the the warmth. And I the, hate this heat. Well, not the, not <laughs> not, no, the emotional cockles. I'm talking. I, about, I like, thought you said the warmth, and all I can think of is the fact I live on the third floor of a house in the attic. Oh. In this heat, uh, it is a bit, a bit challenging. It's, I've got flip flops on today. I've, yeah. I've, re- I've just discovered. I don't think I've worn flip flops in a radio studio before. It's not a good is idea. It liberating. Is it? Well, it's onomatopoeic, isn't it? It's the most onomatopoeic foot. Do you feel exposed? I feel noisy. Well, so when I, I walk I, into a radio studio when the mics are live and I, I've got flipping, flopping shit. I will warn you, these mics are incredibly sensitive today. We've been able to oh, hear like the, people the, on the other side yeah. of that door. Yeah. Wow, this is an ASMR fest, isn't it? So <gasps> we're going to get Gary oh flip-flop features. ASMR. This is it. You can hear every kind of... Uh, every click and clack of You can hear all the sweat between my toes. I think they need you downstairs. I don't, I don't normally have sweaty feet, but today, wow, that's a, that's a key indicator of, uh, of the extremity of what we're experiencing. Well, well, just before you go, can we quickly ask... Uh, all the members of Run PMC, who are they and what do they all play? So um, the band. What will people be hearing later tonight? Right. Would you like to know what the songs are or do you want to keep that a secret? Ooh, it's up to you. There was a little teaser, but the rest will keep a well, secret. Uh, there's been quite a lot of inspiration from uh, Netflix. Ooh, Netflix. Okay, okay. So I think if you we like, a little bit of it. Some, some very about... famous uh, preternatural uh, programs that are on Netflix. Uh, uh, oh, you've given it away. What song do you reckon? What was the song? Did you recognise it, or could you tell from what she was dancing to? I could. I knew what it was. Did you? Should I spoil it? You, well, it's up to you. Um, Wednesday. The Wednesday. Well, there's one. been more the because there was song. another one. <laughs> Leslie's giving it her all downstairs. Exactly. So Leslie's not only going to be dancing, but she'll be singing. So she's going to be singing a. Wait, I'm was not that tell Leslie? You what the... I thought that was Kate Bush. Exactly. Hey! Well, she is gonna. Well, you've given it away and now. What is it? Oh. What is a big Netflix Kate Bush, Bush sensation? Uh, it's Babushka, isn't it? No. Well, it well, could I, be. I know that. Oh, I think, sorry. I think Emily was trying to kind of head it off. And so, but the the main kind of like um, the progenitor of the band is Jimmy Ewing, who's on guitar and vocals. Leslie's on vocals as well. Ken Longden is on bass, and Lyndon Saunders will be on vocals. Vocals, uh, as well, and I'm on drums. Normally, I play guitar, but not no need for me on guitar this time. And we've not had a great time, uh, a great amount of time to rehearse, so we're a little bit tense. Okay. It's very good. I think you sound great. I think you sound phenomenal. Hopefully, be all right. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much, J- Jimmy. Oh. Oh. I don't know what just happened there. I had like a little. I, I, I tried to do a Yorkshire accent then. Yorkshire. Thank you very much, Gary, for coming into the it's studio. It's a pleasure. Sorry, I was a bit manic at the beginning. It was kind of like oh laid God, up the so stairs. It's all but, uh, and it, you know, it all went a bit wrong. But uh, thank you for this. Have a great show. And uh, yeah, good luck for tonight. Woo! Thank you very much. You're listening to the BAFTAs live on Utter Radio.
Oh, righty. Well, we still have Lucy in here to talk a little bit more about sex in 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. Not sex in 60 seconds. No, I will not, not be made fun of that again. <laughs> No, not that one either. Um, Sorry, I'm really just on it. I've had my caffeine and I'm absolutely buzzed. So for everyone listening at home, we know that there was a segment on vibrators. Can yeah. you give us a talk about your other favourite segment? I thought you were going to ask what a favourite oh. vibrator was for a second. <laughs> no. So that's a little personal. Yeah, a little personal. Um, no, my favourite <laughs> segment. <laughs> Sorry, guys. What is your favourite vibrator, um, Lucy? I'm not answering that one. I shouldn't be listening to this. <laughs> No, my favourite segment of the show, I really liked the um, sex education package because I thought that was quite informative and it really was an insight into what schools are teaching younger children about sex education, um, whether that includes LGBTQ plus sex education or just regular and all that kind of stuff. Um, I thought that was really interesting to listen. Um, what else did I like? I can't, you know, this is so bad. I can't really remember what happened. It was so well, long I ago. I can tell you my favourite package, okay. if that yeah. would help you. Oh, yeah, go for it. I really enjoyed the HIV package. Yes. That was oh my so God. informative, yes. so interesting. Yeah. Like, the only knowledge I have of HIV, like, HIV is from Grey's Anatomy. So Same. listening to that and about prep and everything yeah. was so informative because you just don't really know these things like we know AIDS was a huge thing yeah but how did it like does it progress it's how kind of hushed we, yeah. we know that it exists we know it's really bad but we don't know anything on it literally yeah I think that segment was really important we had two parts from it as well and I think having someone who, you know, has experienced HIV was on a show about HIV and AIDS. Like, he, he knew everything. And it was really, really great to have him on the show. Um, yeah, I, again, that package was great. I forgot about that, but that was, yeah. Wow. How did you get a hold of him? How did you get in touch with him? Um, so it was Patrick and Matty who got a hold of him, I think. I think Matty knew of him through some, some something, I'm not sure. Um, but she, yeah, she got in touch with him and... Patrick and her did the interview and it went, it went really well. It went really well. So, yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much. Of course. Well, thank you so much for coming in, having these words, because your show, where, is there anywhere we can find it? You know what? I'm not sure, but I think... I think I've got it, so I might put it on Spotify. Oh yeah, I that. think it's quite a good, a good show. Yeah, please Very put good. it up because yeah. for those who haven't listened to it, Sex and Sexy Minutes is such a vital piece of listening. It Thanks. really is. It oh, really is. Thanks, guys. Thanks very much. Uh, we will see you later tonight. Yes, I will see well, you. Well, we know we won't, oh, no, but I'll see, see you tomorrow. I will see you tonight, but I'll see you tomorrow. See you tomorrow. tomorrow. Mm. Thank you. And, yeah, good luck as well, all of you guys. Um, big slay, big slay. You're listening to the BAFTAs on Utter Radio. Now you're talking... Well, now in the studio, we have Ellen. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm not too bad. How are you? Very good. Very tired. I've had my caffeine and I'm on a roll. <laughs> so your show was What Goes Around Comes Around. Yes. We have a cheeky little clip. Can we play the clip, please? Hello and welcome to What Goes Around Comes Around. I'm Meg Potts. And I'm Mia Marsh. And this is the show where we talk all things trends. I think flares should have never come back because I think sometimes when people put them on, they look like My Little Pony. Uh, mullets because they look like a rodent on someone's head.
Well, that was what goes around comes around. Can you give us a little bit of your inspo behind the show? Well, it, we kind of just sat there. We were like, there's a lot of trends that are coming back that were in the like 90s, 80s. We are like, we could definitely do a show about this. We went from, I think we went music-wise, fashion, loads of different things. It was kind of, we went even arcades and stuff like that. And it was just... There was a lot we could talk about, and like loads of people have different opinions on it. Like some love it, some hate it. Some just, of those trends should have stayed dead. Yes, yes. <laughs> definitely. I think we've done a section about like people hate the Crocs, like the yeah. Uggs, and all that sort of things. But yeah, there was a lot that we could have covered, and we did, luckily. But yeah, what's your favorite trend? What's your favorite trend and your least favorite? Oh, that's a hard one. I don't even know. Um, I'd say. My favourite... I do love Crocs, so I'm that controversial person. I do love Crocs <laughs> myself. Something that could stay dead? Oh, I don't know. At least think on top of my head. I, I love, love the firm belief that mullets should oh, should have stayed no, dead yeah. and buried. I, no, I'm not a fan of mullets myself. I I'm not a fan. little mullet. What is wrong with you? So many things. See, some people... Obviously. <laughs> there's a small amount of people that could pull it off. Australians. But, yeah. Yeah. But there's what? other people. There's, uh, there's so many people try it and it's so bad. Like, I'm like oh yeah, no, there's a hundred percent some bad mullets. But like a mullet, a wolf cut, all that sort of like shaggy hair. Oh, I love it. I'm really tempted to make my boyfriend get one, but I don't think he would be. He happy. needs to <laughs> run while he still yeah. can. Like, don't say that. Don't tell him to run away from me. But you're you telling I, him to get a mullet. No, well, I didn't tell him. I hinted. What's your least favourite? Ooh, my Apart least, from mullets. My least favourite trend right now... Ooh... Okay, aside from mullets, I'm going to have to somewhat agree with you guys on flares. No! What is wrong with you people? I just, like... I just... I quite like them, but they get really messy on a night out because they're so long. I think it depends on the flares. Mm. Like, a flared denim jumpsuit is, like, a gift from God. Mm. Flared leggings, on the other hand, I'm not here for. I just wear normal jeans. I just, I, I'm happy with my jeans. See, my flared jeans get worn quite a bit. Yeah, I, like, I love I my flared jeans. I feel I like I'm in Mamma Mia. Flares. I I'll be honest with you, I think they're a bit unnecessary. I don't care. But that might just be the guy in me talking. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not, not to be, like, stereotypical to my own, like, gender, but, you know, it's a pair of jeans. There is that. There is that. Do you know what? My hatred is going to maybe offend you a little bit, Ellen, and please don't be offended at all. I'm a big hater of when people wear, like, gym sets when they've not been to the gym. I mean, I'm wearing half a gym set. It's half a gym set. But it's more because I'm moving out, so I've got very minimal clothes at the moment. They're very (laughs) nice to wear. I love wearing them around the house. Like, if I've been to the gym, I probably won't take it off. Yeah. Like, then that's gross, I know that. But when someone's going shopping and they're, like, going to Aldi to pick up stuff and I'm like, why are you in gym leggings? (laughs) You've not been to the gym. What are you wearing? Yeah, I often... That runs through my mind, too. Especially when you wear it with, like, a blazer as well, though. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, exactly. When people wear, like, joggers or, like, tracksuit bottoms, then trainers and a blazer and then, like, a little bandeau. I'm not here for it. I'm really Get not mugged here. in a charity shop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's a lot. Google it. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, Alan, let's talk about... you. We'd spoken about a few of the packages in what goes, what goes Around Comes Around. What was your favourite to work on? I mean, probably the Lucy Live that me and Nicole done. It was... We basically went to Berry and went to this big arcade place and there was like four floors of just all arcade games 
and it was nice. like we just had fun playing all the games I, I think we forgot we were on air sometimes it was just like <laughs> they're playing Mario it was just great I was gonna say that sounds like an amazing Lucy live <laughs> to not only listen to but to Beyond because you have an excuse to ditch uni and go yeah. play games. It was honestly such an experience. I was just like there and I was like, there's so many games here. And it was like bringing back such nostalgia as well. And I was like, I haven't played this game in so long. Like, we, it's mad. We had that the other day. We went to NQ64 mm. and NQ, that's the same thing. Yeah. Played Mario Kart mm. for the first time. That was pretty much... For the first time? I didn't have a childhood. I'm from Wigan. <laughs> Yeah, don't look at me. You like, like that. mullets, and you've never played <laughs> Mario Kart. You asked. I, I told you, there's a lot of things wrong with me. You're like some sort of mythical creature. I know. I know. You're like the missing link. I told you, I'm a hobbit. <laughs> We've had this conversation. <laughs> oh man. Well, I gave what goes around comes around a listen, and it sounds like you guys really know what you're talking about when it comes to like trends. What should stay alive? What should you know? Mm. What should have had the life support pulled a long time ago? <laughs> Is there any kind of expertise that you guys have that you brought to the show, or is it all just kind of natural-born instinct? We spoke to a few people. It wasn't... I think we spoke to a film critic, um, basically talking about all the remakes that are being made, like the Mario movie that's came out, or like yeah. all the live action, like The Little Mermaid that's just come out. We got that, and then a few... We spoke to someone on TikTok who's literally made a career out of it. And honestly, it was just... That we had so many, but then we also had people who, just like us, gave us uh, their opinions of different trends and stuff like that. So we got a bit of everything. We got some expertise, some just who love trends and everything like that. So we got yeah. quite a lot. I think with trends as well, like it is the consumer. Mm. So like you do have trend predictors. Yeah. But if the consumer aren't purchasing the trends, then it's not going to mm. make it's not going to become a trend, is it? Like if people aren't buying it, I'm not going to lie trend. to you. I'm like the worst when it comes to trends. I. Look, I'm autistic, mate. I like I like what I like. If it changes, it changes. I'm still gonna like it. Yeah, yeah I just fair. I just know what I like. Mm. So I'm I'm actually not completely well versed on Trends. what's incredibly hot and what's incredibly not. I just know that mullets look like a dead rat. Mm. Do you know what? With your trim, I don't think we should be talking. This is bad hair. <laughs> my hair my hair cannot physically change. Yeah. It's curly hair. That is like incredibly long. It's like a sponge. Shave it off. Yeah, I'll go egg. Do yeah, it. that'll be great. Um, right now, then, with what you guys said on the show, what is the current big trend that you would recommend for or others? What do you think is coming follow? back right now? Yeah, big one, and what's coming back? Vinyls are big, but also not. We did an interview with um, someone who owned a vinyl store, and it's like mad how big they still are like I see like artists bringing out the albums that have been out years ago onto vinyl and it's like that's massive but I don't think many people like many people not many people listen to it but also it's massive it's like, weird if you get what I mean um, we spoke to someone who was a DJ who used vinyls that was it purely just vinyls on DJ sets and that was really cool right now I don't know what the big trend is I don't know. I see everything on TikTok and everything. Like, there's so many there's things. So I think stuff. everything comes off TikTok nowadays. Maybe like, TikTok's the trend. 
I feel like you can get a lot of, like the amount I've bought things off TikTok shop like yeah a TikTok yeah. shop confuses me I it's like lie. the rosemary oil like I'm using it I don't know if it's actually doing anything but because TikTok shop saying it so I I'm think like, it's all placebo at the end of the day mm. like again like if it, if it's like even if it's working or not is it's this all about like consumerism. Facebook diet pills what are you talking about <laughs> Is, like what is this so like, it's like there's different a lot of oils have you heard about like the green juice no i've not heard of that one. Oh, there's this green juice and it's like it's basically a powder of dried vegetables with a load of vitamin and minerals like pulsed into it and you add water and it's supposed to make you like skinny not okay so that, that, that sounds dangerously oh, like yeah. jelly juice <laughs> yeah google it google green juice there's so much stuff it's I've been I've been doing the apple cider vinegar gummies. They've meant to be good. Oh, even just you know, someone told me to just take a shot of apple cider vinegar. Like that will actually mm. burn your esophagus. Apparently, that's meant to stop a hangover as well. Yeah, it's, it's great. Apple cider vinegar is great for bloating, but please, please, please dilute it. Otherwise, it is acid mm. that you are drinking, and you will burn your esophagus. I learned that the hard way. Oh my god! <laughs> what is that you guys it's are doing? Me. What's TikTok done to you? Yeah. It's called being a woman, Hamish. We have to stay beautiful. And burning your esophagus. That's yeah. all yeah. part of it. That's yeah. all we do. We do it on the daily. Man, I'm missing out. You really are. You really are. <laughs> so, Alan, the awards are tonight. How are you feeling about them? I don't know. I'm a bit nervous. A little bit anxious? Yeah. It's, I've never been out for an award before, so I'm like a bit... How do you feel about your competition? It's it's a bit good, like, competition. Like, Have you got any words to psych out the fellow competition? Oh, I don't know, really. I'm, uh, I'm looking for fighting words so I have an excuse to argue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you out for competition? <laughs> I'm with my competition now. I don't know. I, whoever wins, wins, you know, at the end no, of the day. Not... We, all, we all just, um, I don't know, we've all done well. And we've all put we'll all, just, we'll the all work celebrate in. anyway. Like exactly. I'm, I'm going to celebrate the fact that I was even up for the award. Yeah. When no. I got that email, I was like, "What?" No, that, that's <laughs> the same with us because the majority of the team that worked on our show is actually currently running the studio. <laughs> and I remember we got the email, and I think I'd just like woken up. Yeah. I had completely aired Sky's calls because <laughs> I had just woken up and my phone was on Do Not Disturb. I don't know why it was, but. Hey, I just oh. remember in the future we all text each other like, what? what? Yeah. What's happening? Like, it's like, wait, this happened? Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know. I didn't get an email. Not that I'm bitter. All right. <laughs> I mean, all of us like are going to be here. Like, I think Meg and Mia are going to be taking the award. I'm here four till six. And then Nicole's doing the red carpet. And then Meg Potts is doing the red carpet for the main show, I think. I think so. Yeah. So we're all going to be here. I know. So it's going to be a good feeling if we do win. But if not, again. Could you give us some predictions for maybe trends we're going to see with, like, outfits? Mm. Hmm. That's a very good question. That is a very good question. I'm loving... I don't know. I feel like flowy dresses are coming back. I think I'm going to see a lot of flowers. Yeah. I say that wearing a... floral mm. flowy dress I remember but. like years ago it used to be all just we all got to wear dark colours and stuff and I'm loving the fact everyone's like coming out I think the plan is I'm going to wear a summer dress apparently yes you are we did say um, this I think I'm going to pull it off I and think you will yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's coming back I guess um, alright well is uh, okay so are you okay Amy? I'm having like a brain fart <laughs> I was about to ask a question and it's completely gone. However, um, when it comes to the other shows, have you given any of them a listen? 
Well, I had a little bit of a listen to the Sex and Sexy Minutes. We've just had them in. Mm. Essential listening. Yeah. But what I will say is, in comparison to the other shows, your show is weirdly personal, I want to say. It has... What comes around goes around has a habit of getting into your head because it asks you to kind of... It indirectly asks you to agree or disagree with these trends that you're putting forward. Was that intentional at all? We wanted to get the listeners involved, kind of. There's trends that we put in there that we actually forgot about until we put them into the show. And I feel like that was the kind of thing people were like, oh, yeah, that was a trend. I kind of want to go back into that kind of thing. Because it was... It was one of those kind of spontaneous kind of in-the-moment kind of things? Yeah. Well, we got some ideas, and then we got to thinking more, and it's like, i done an interview with a TikTok star, and he started talking all about his, like, clothes and stuff, and I was like, oh. So I feel like it would do that for the listeners yeah. as well. It was kind of bringing the listeners in, being like, oh, actually, I could try, try that trend and stuff. Or, as we said, people said they hated mullets. They'd be like, oh, let's cut the mullet off. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> There's also, do you guys remember Paul's Boutique? Was that a thing for you as yes. a child? See, I just, that is literally, you probably don't know Paul's Boutique, do you? I no, had I the li- little the jacket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a little wallet and a little jacket. Yeah. And um, bomber jackets. Mm. I quite, oh, like Hollister, I used yeah. to wear Hollister quite a bit. Hollister, no. I, like the, the full Hollister, Hollister track shoes. <laughs> Abercrombie and Fitch as yeah. well. Yeah. There was a lot. There was a lot of trends. Mm. Abercrombie and Fitch and Hollister always stank. Yeah, oh, because and it's that really was, dark as well. They, yeah. yeah, I felt like I was in a yeah. nightclub when you go into Hollister. You can't see anything. I used to think it was a um, like a restaurant before I actually went into Hollister. Yeah, no, I, the Hollister as well are really aggressive with who they hire. Yeah, I was just gonna say that. Do you know? Like, I don't know if it's true. No, it is. But is it true? Because my friend works at Hollister and he didn't know this, and I told him recently, and now he's all smug about it. You can only be hired for Hollister if the shop deems you kind of as, like physically attractive. I had a friend, a very close family friend of ours, who who went for an interview at Hollister, and she got all the way to the end, and she got told she was ugly by like oh my the manager. God. It is yeah. vicious. Opinion. So, uh, I I mean, oh hello, what? <laughs> um, sorry, that was our producers coming over the mics <laughs> to tell us that we don't have much long left with you, <laughs> yeah. unfortunately. Um, is there anything you want to say before we head to the award Just ceremony if you ask them? Good luck to everyone. We all deserve it. We've all done so well these past few, three years, but or how many years? Because we've got second years and stuff. But yeah, I'll just celebrate tonight. Have loads of drinks. This is the best way to go. Excellent Beautiful. stuff. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you no so worries. much. Thank you for having me. You're listening to the Baftas on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. Hello and welcome back. You're listening to the Level 6 Audio Showcase show for the BAFTAs. I am joined by my very two amazing uh, co-production stars, I'm going to call you guys, uh, Connor and James, James O'Malley. Hello. He's not here tonight. Uh, Reese Beard as well. (laughs) Hello. Head of Auto Radio. How are you guys? Doing good. How are you? Looking forward to tonight. I am thriving on this air con. <laughs> Can you guys talk to me a little bit about the show that we've been nominated for? Oh, Bottom Gear. What a show. What a show. I mean, the the, the, the two SMs are cheering. Um, 
What a show. Where do we start? I mean... Well, give us a little teaser, because we do have a lovely clip to play. Basically, it was a show all about um, travelling, transport, vehicles, efficiency, um, the environment, uh, automated vehicles, all that kind of jazz. So, um, yeah, should we have a hear the little clip and see what that was about? Yeah. On Utter Radio. Uh, the plan is to send Sky in her car and Reese on public transport across Manchester. The finish line is the studio. Hello. How are you doing, Sky? Um, only just got out the car park. You've oh, only just got out the car park. <laughs> All right. Okay. So whereabouts are you at the moment, then? Um, just outside of the Emmeline Pankhurst statue. Funnily enough, oh, uh, right. that's okay. a bit of a <laughs> that's a thought I should have had earlier. But, uh... <laughs> and that was a clip from Bottom Gear, guys. Where, where do we begin? I feel like I should take the reins. Yeah, you should actually. Like, yeah, you're three yeah, of us work Sorry, I should be doing I'll my be job properly. I'll be very official now. Yeah, we'll be official. We've got our three. This is very. I feel like I'm at a job <laughs> interview. The I feel very outnumbered here. What can you give us a little bit about the show? Explain. Oh, I mean, it's all mostly classified, really. Yeah, yeah. We're oh, not, sorry. We'd, have, we'd have to kill yeah. you. Please. Yeah. What? I'm kidding, that I'm was kidding. incredibly dark. <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I, don't, I don't think we got that one on the risk assessment, to no, be honest. No, yeah. we did not. Yeah. Um, well, what was your role, Reese? My role was um, general nutcase. Um, About right. Headless yep. chicken. Yeah. Um, as well as um, helping to produce the uh, Lucy Live alongside uh, my lovely esteemed colleague um, who is on a mic in the other room. Can we, can we get you on? Do you want to tell us a little bit about it? Uh, can you hear me, guys? Yes. Loud and clear. Yes, we've got the, um, the lovely Sky here now. We threw Sky and Reese out into the elements. Into the wilderness. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we did. I mean, um, Sky was the one driving oh, for um, the uh, the feature. And, yeah, uh, I didn't uh, even have my own car. Like, my car had died. Like, the gearbox Your had car had died? That doesn't sound like something your car would do. You remember my silver one? Which uh, one? Cause it's yeah, Sky goes through Sky. cars like pairs of shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. she does. So in my own defence, it wasn't my fault. My gearbox snapped in my is. silver one, and the car they gave me as a replacement, uh, the engine failed on it, so I ended up with a Beetle uh, for when we recorded the Lucy Live. Betty the Beetle. Betty the Beetle, yeah. Uh, which would have been lovely now. Me and Meg were talking about it earlier with the um, soft top roof. I could have put it down, drove through Media City, all nice. But... Yeah, it, let's just say my car issue didn't help the production in any way. And how many cars did you, have you written off in the past few years, Sky? None. 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 She's how not many? as bad as Richard Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> she basically is. No, I've had three cars. I've had three cars, four cars. I'm going to say you've just named three and you've got a different car Yeah, now. I've got four cars. So I had my Peugeot, which was uh, Jesse, the one that you guys all know, the one that um, the gearbox broke on. I then got a different Peugeot 208, which I call Jesse 2.0, uh, you know, because Peugeot to Peugeot. Uh, she had engine problems and then died. Uh, while they were trying to fix the car, they gave me a courtesy car, Betty the Beetle, which I had for about a month, which is what we recorded all the things that we did the show with. Mm. And then around November, I got my current car, which is uh, now called Endel. Um, Endel? Yes. And you still what have a license. Why was that name? You still have a it's license it's because... Named, it's named <laughs> the car, and Endel's named after... Um, the, the demon that's going to reclaim the earth. No. <laughs> Endel. Um, my grand's best friends gave me my first car, Jesse. Um, and I'm going to feel like an asshole in a second. I'm going to feel like an asshole in a second. I'm going to feel like an asshole in a second. And the day that the cam belt snapped on um, Jesse, Endel actually passed away. Oh, I'm going to feel like an asshole in a second. I'm going to feel like an asshole. And then... I'm swearing. It's assholes, I swear. And then... 
I've obviously renamed it Jesse uh, 2.0 because it still felt like a female car when I got my next car. Um, and then I got my red car and it was it had a male as a previous owner. So I thought, you know what, I've done two Jessies, which is his wife. Um, I will do Endel this time and I'll name the car after him. And then a few months later, Jesse then passed away. So... Do you feel it's, like a bad person, Amy? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> I completely do. stand by what I said because I did not know the context. Should we talk a little bit more about the features yes. as well? Yeah. The so feature. The, yes. So yes. Lucy Live was a race in between um, one of the I can't remember the Whitworth Gardens um, down by the University of Manchester up to Media City to see whether um, I was quicker on the tram, whether the sky was quicker driving, and have a guess which one was quicker. It was the tram, obviously. Was it the Manchester Metro League? Yes. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but I'm obsessed with the Manchester Metro League. I Metrolink. am as well. I am in love with it. It's my favourite thing on earth. Do you remember what the old trams were called and what colour they were? No. <sighs> T68s. I'm too much of a nerd. Yeah, you like the actual physical vehicle. I just like the fact that I can get from one side of Manchester to the other for less than a fiver. Mm, yeah, it's not too bad. That is not bad at all. I mean, no, it's not. Being like, able to get to the world famous Berry Market for less than a fiver is pretty know. good. I know. I do love the Berry Market. But, um, Wait, it's a Wednesday. Should we go to the Berry Market? <sighs> Sorry. We've got too much work to do here. We do, Otherwise, we do. I would. Yeah, go and get some fresh fruit and veg. Oh. Um, Connor. You were um, our highly esteemed studio manager um, for the, the production. Um, what did it entail for you to, you know, operate the studio and work on essentially what was two different feeds of audio coming in? And uh... sorry, are you still in my interview? Yes, <laughs> he is. How did it feel to do exactly what Reece just said? It was very stressful. It was, it was something to say the least. At one point, I do remember just screaming at the monitor because it wasn't moving when I was trying to press it. Yeah, I remember this. <laughs> and poor, poor Hamish was just, just next to me, like, stressing out because I, I'm screaming yeah, at a screen that's just I, not moving. In our productions, I usually present. So being on desk for, I think, the second time yeah. in two years, nightmarish. Because we didn't have many run-throughs of this show either. No, it's like we had like two run-throughs and then we hadn't run for the, the Lucy Live prep properly. than we've done for this show. It, it somehow is more prep <laughs> than what we've done for this show. But you were you were taking me through pretty much on desk. I was a babysitter. Um, for I wasn't. I wasn't bad. <laughs> you do. Need, I am babysitting Hamish today. You do need a babysitter. <laughs> no, some say he isn't even potty trained. Don't swear, don't swear on Mike, don't swear on Mike, don't swear on Mike. It's okay, everyone's happy, we're all friends in the studio. Um, um, no, but it, it was... Look, I have so much respect for you being on desk. The stuff that you juggle there is absurd. Are you going to cry? Are you okay? like cry. It, it is absurd, and there's a reason why I stay away from it. Um, no, that's your domain, mate. That so is... who, who presented this show, then? Uh, we had James O'Malley and our amazing Megan Franz, Woo! who's currently in the studio. Hello. For in the deep end as well. If anybody wants to hire Megan Franz for anything, please let us know. Um, just email. Um, I'll, I'll be your agent now. Uh, oh, just just email you, me. You. Can I yeah, not be yeah, your yeah, manager? Yeah. Did you guys know that I'm Megan's adopted yeah. mom? Yeah, yeah. You she what? looks after me too yeah. much. Me and Megan, so me and my boyfriend Harrison, we've actually adopted Megan. Mm-hmm. And um, she, we do a lot of things for her. We look after her all the time. You know, she's like, goes, she's used my bath more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Like, I'm not even kidding. She just lives in my house. Now, now that I think about it, Meg is like, we, we, we did a show on space called Into the Unknown. Yeah. And we we went out to this, like, phenomenal, like, telescope in the middle of, Sol- like, middle of Salford somewhere. 
and you could see like you could see like Jupiter, you could see Mars, like up close. It was beautiful. And Meg looked through this big telescope. Saw the moon and went, that's the moon, that is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, would you look at that? That's the moon up there. Have you ever, have you ever asked Megan how time zones work? Oh, please don't, please don't. We're Meg, not here how do that. time we're zones not, work? We're, we're not here for that. We're not here for that. We're here to talk about bottom gear. Let's... That's GMT, so that is. <laughs> oh, PMT. Another thing on bottom gear was the um, feature that means Sky made. Uh, we mean Sky have done a lot of work together on this show. Um, yeah, it was um, all about the best motorway service stations in the northwest. Um, yeah, you guys yeah, went... It's not fed. Cheers for the petrol money on that race, by the way. Yeah, I did. Yeah, <laughs> you guys went all over the place for this feature. Yeah, we did. Where did we go? Uh, we went to Lim Services. We went to Nutsford Services. Uh, we went to Warrington. Warrington Services, and we went to Birch Services. Yes, and um, I can't even. Remember. I think they were all pretty much the same. Um, in terms of like the stuff they had, I can't remember which Apart one. Apart from Birch, uh, no, we had a draw, didn't we? It was between, yeah. um, but uh, no, it wasn't between Birch. Birch, Birch was, was awful. Yeah, um, Birch was it was between Nutsford and Lim, I think. Yeah. Do you want an interesting story about Nutsford services. Go go on. On. I got abandoned there at one o'clock in the morning. Oh my god! How? Well, I wasn't actually abandoned there, but basically, I went on a, I went on a trip with. Um, it was like a college trip for like work experience to France, and it, we got like the coach. It was people all over the country, so the coach started up in like Scotland or Newcastle and came all the way down and we drove, picked everybody up and went to France so I got on at Knutsford because it was my closest service that they were like picking up from and I went on there got on the coach it was like it was my mum's birthday she wasn't very happy with me said bye we left we went to France for a week it was beautiful came back it was like three o'clock in the morning everybody else we were like in Knutsford services where we'd been dropped off everybody had been picked up and my mum still wasn't there Ooh. and I kept ringing her and I was like where are you she was like I don't know I was like what do you mean you don't know she was like well I, I got on the road I got went off the exit I got into the services and now I'm lost and I was like, what do you mean you're lost? It's not a big service station. <laughs> like, there's two car parks. And she was like, if you go up the service, there's like a hotel on the side. Yeah. And she was lost in a car park somewhere. And I spent an hour walking around Knoxville Station while she was literally 10 minutes away from me and couldn't find me. <laughs> and so um, where horrendous. did you go to in France? I went to, where did I go to? I went to Lille. Oh, I know. I worked, in a, I worked in a seafood restaurant for a week. Oh, je parle un peu français. As much as I love you guys, this show is about our show, not Sorry. where Emily went on a holiday. Sorry, it wasn't a holiday. It was work experience, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a holiday. For that you was professional practice this in the making. Yes, this was actually this is what got me my unconditional. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? <laughs> Sorry. How was your show, guys? Yeah, it was good. How would we rate it out of uh, out of ten? I'd give it like a solid like nine. Yeah, probably. I'd give it a nine. It went very well. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was a show that I I know literally nothing about cars. Yeah. So, or or transport for that. That's why he was on no. the desk. That's why I was on the desk. <laughs> um, and also, like we have Meg, who is like a massive like motor nut, like. Why wouldn't you put Meg on presenting? <laughs> and she made a really good feature as well. Agreed. Yeah, the F one feature. What a phenomenally produced package. I had so much fun making that. You can tell. There was, there was a lot of different songs that was either related to F1 or related to... Like, Please tell me you played Smooth Operator. I did. Yes. yes. Thank so you very it, much. It was just a big party. It was fun. I remember listening to it for the first time and like the audio, like the quality of the editing is such a... <laughs> look... I, I, I bow down. Thank you. I think that's 
that's why we nominated tonight. I, I left her in her room at that and like all that time because I was like, don't annoy her. She's in a zone. Like, leave her <laughs> to it. And that was it. <laughs> well, guys, I know I've asked this to everyone else, and I have my own feelings on this. But what are the thoughts and feelings on the awards for tonight? A bit nervous, but I've got high hopes. I have very high hopes. Um. I'm looking forward to it. I'm quite nervous as well. But, I mean, I'm commentating over the whole thing with Kieran Davis, so I, in general, am just kind of the silent judgment that no one will hear if they're at the show until afterwards. So, um... I'm going to be a stowaway. I'm hiding until the awards because I'm not invited. But you didn't hear that. You can sit with me in the studio. (laughs) Thank you. I was about to say, like, it it seems that Utter is... Becoming the kind of haven for people. <laughs> yes, we are, we, we are a safe and inclusive place. <laughs> God knows what will happen um, in September, but... Uh, I don't know, I'll still be here. That's not my problem, so... Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you guys very much for coming in thank and you. talking. It's been thank a pleasure. Thank you. is going to win. Bye-bye. You're listening to the BAFTAs on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. Well, that was the guys from Bottinger and the girls. Apologies. But that was everyone. And what do we have now for you guys? We have a little 10-minute package, a little showcase of everything from the BAFTAs in Level 6 Audio Showcase. And the- it's time for the BAFTAs. Best audio feature. Kieran Davis, Little Cheese, Big City. I want to tell you this, but this ain't no fairy tale. I'm sure you saw it on the news too. The night Elsie disappeared. The theatrical star, Little Cheese, has gone missing. How could that happen? The reporters were asking. The small towner that dreamed of stardom. And just as they was getting into the big time too. How could they just be gone? Matt McGettrick, Hacienda, The Beautiful Nightmare. As iconic, only time will tell. If you could sum it up in kind of one sentence, what would you say? Uh, Beautiful Nightmare. It could have been so good and ended up so bad. We have one life, we have one planet Earth, and this Earth is full of creative, determined and smart people, including you. From now on, we're going to support and hold respect for these people who own their own businesses because they have gone against the tides, explored their passions and opened something up of their own. Sustainable shopping is the future, whether you like it or not. And you will like it. Best Creative Audio Love Niche, Ramda One, Hollow of the Three Hills Misery walks to me. A silk dress dripping red, a silk dress dripping red, a silk dress dripping red. <laughs> From the blood of a family. You are every Flora Morsman in memoriam, Sarah Everard. We done to earn this curse, this hatred. Even the word woman. Mm-hmm. Woman, 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 woman. 
contains its counterpart, man. Adele Davies, Judgment Day. Anger is a defence mechanism that allows us to avoid feeling shame or guilt. When others lash out at you in anger, with words or action, their battle is not with you. Level 5 TV Studio Production. Eve Perry and Adam Morgan Lights Down. The blockbuster that's got the critics raving. We'll go behind the scenes on an up and coming Northern filmmaker and we'll be showcasing your reviews of the latest cinema releases. Welcome to Lights Down. Emily Murphy and Akila Hewitt, Penny Pinching. Good morning and welcome to Penny Pinching, the show dedicated to helping students save money and live on a budget. I'm Holly. And I'm Harry. And we're here to help you save money during your time at university. As students ourselves, we know that university life can be tough and one of the biggest challenges can be managing your finances. But with our tips and tricks, you'll be able to save money without sacrificing your social life. Grace Hutchison and Matthew Green, Game On. Hello and welcome to Game On, the show that relies not only on your knowledge, but also your gaming skills. In today's show, two contestants are pitted against each other in a high intensity general knowledge round before the ultimate dance off, which we will decide our channel. Best Level 6 Radio Studio Magazine. Hello and welcome. Luke Keenan, Lucy Jarvis, Matty Johnson, Molly Chamier, Tom Clark, and Patrick Shaw. Sex in 60 minutes. a cuppa and get listening. Do you want to have a hold of it? Oh, Luke. yeah, I'll have a little go. <laughs> oh, no, I dropped it on the floor. <laughs> oh, she dropped it on the floor. Oh, I have dropped the vibrator on the floor in Canal Street. Connor Critchley, James O'Malley, uh, Sky Hayward, Sky Megan France, Reese Beard, and Hamish Beaton. Bottom gear. Studio. How are you doing, Sky? Um, only just got out the car park. You've oh, only just got out the car park. <laughs> All right. Okay. So whereabouts are you at the moment, then? Um, just outside of the Emmeline Pankhurst statue. Funnily enough, oh, uh, that's okay. a bit of a <laughs> that's a thought I should have had earlier. But, uh... <laughs> Megan Evans, Chelsea around. Thomas, Nicole Borrell, Mia Marsh, Ellen O'Donoghue, and me, Megan Potts. What goes around comes around. When people put them on, they look like My Little Pony. Uh, mullets because they look like a rodent on someone's head. Best television drama. Jamie Blair, dead weight. Callum Miranda. You got a Callum Miranda while buying equipment to bury a body? Yeah. Why? Well, I have to put something normal in with the kit, otherwise it just looks too suspicious. So you thought you'd buy a single Callum Miranda to help? 
Well, next time you kill someone, you can buy the kit. Luke Beck, 2pm, the story of Mambo Miller. I don't know, I, I, I don't know why. But yeah, I just want to cry. I don't know what's making me feel like this. <laughs> like I feel like a burden. I feel worthless. Like every new day, my mental stability just seems uncertain. I can't concentrate around people when I feel so low. Cat Davies, your word against mine. to be here, don't I? I'm doing anything wrong, have I? You know what you did to me. Best Level 5 Radio Studio Magazine. Adele Davies, Tegan Easton, Flora Moresman, Adam Morgan, Isabel Sheldrick and Matthew Green. Bossing it. Women, all about women. I'm Flora, and joining me in the studio today are my wonderful co-hosts, Tegan, Izzy, and Adele, ready to take you through all things female. Empowering women all over the world. This is Bossing It on Utter Radio. Hello and welcome, Frankie Golder, Sam Cooper, Evie Capstick, Ben Rhodes, and Matt McGettrick. Music unplugged. Socials at Utter Radio, and bring on 2023. You're listening to Music Unplugged on Utter Radio. Francis Masube, Abby Collins, Archie McGuap, Joe Grant and Akila Hewitt, North versus South. Are living a tough ordeal. Who is the better comedian, Michael McIntyre or Peter Kay? Peter Kay, surely. Well, it was close, but Michael won with 55% of the vote. North versus South. Best Level 6 TV Studio Production. Sarah Baker, Lulu Zoo. Bradley, The Basement. Hey guys, welcome back to The Basement. Yes, we've had to move out of my mum's basement because apparently we were making too much noise. Don't say it like it's not true. We had the entire outro dedicated to Guitar Hero last time. Oh, yeah, we did. Dylan Pengerly, a Discovery Showcase. Good evening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I want to welcome you all once again to a Discovery Showcase. This is the only show where we uncover new and upcoming artists from all areas of music and showcase them here just for you. And we've got some fantastic acts coming up. 
But first, let's just take a moment to think about the arts. It's time for the BAFTAs. Welcome back. The time is now half past one and that was all of your nominations for tonight. That was actually bang on half past one. That was very smooth. Um, But next we are going to be talking about the Andrew Coates Award for Radio Drama. Indeed we are. Who have we got? So we have Reese Evans with his drama called In Vivo. And Lauren Walker with the bear and the pilot. We're going to be talking to Reese, hopefully in a minute. But first, let's play a clip from Lauren's. I watched my own children grow and will never know the burden of money as a star. But I knew I would do anything for them. And I have so far. Same with my star Canopus. I remember the day Galileo lost his sight. I wept for him. I wouldn't wish to not see my husband again. My one great love as he lost the sight of his. Ah, ah, come come on. on. Do Do not not spire. You have everything you need. I've never heard that, but that sounded so incredibly, like, well-produced. That was beautiful. That That was. was Like, it's very ethereal, very... Mm -hmm. Do you reminds me of, did you see the little documentary or the animation over Christmas? The boy and the mole and the horse. Yes. And the fox. No, I come. Yeah, no, that completely. Yeah. Or the snowman. That sort of vibe. Yeah. I'm into it. I mean, I enjoyed it. Exactly. It, it feels very kind of soul touching, if you yeah. get me. And the voice acting as well. Oh, yeah, that is. Definitely. I don't know who that is, but that is absolutely phenomenal work. Beautiful. I mean, Beautiful. We'll, have, we'll have to track down Lauren and see <laughs> yeah. who voiced that. That is. That's phenomenal. Oh, my Lord. Um, well, I think coming up, we've actually got a little phone interview with uh, Reese Evans for In Vivo. Uh, I, ha, yeah, let's play his clip. So, I'm here eating me breakfast, and there's someone across who looks like Richard, the bloke who got released. Richard Clement. Yeah, why? You're the entire reason I'm here. I'm writing a report on your release. What brings you back to In Vivo? I've never left this place. You think I would ever return if I had... Excuse me, Mr. Clements. You are late for your routine checkup with Linda. <sighs> yes, sir. Stick to your brief, Mr. Picton. That's all you're here for. Nasty piece of work. Well, as you can hear, I just hit puberty again yep. with that. Um, <laughs> how, how, how do you feel? <laughs> no, I mean, we've got a very tight schedule and we're trying to make sure we stick to timings uh, because we have the BAFTAs and we have a show coming up right after this one as well. Oh, yeah, that's me. Again. That is you. Again. Oh, you lucky listeners, another two hours of my beautiful northern voice. speaking for four hours straight. That means that's the same I do every day. But let's talk about that clip. Very kind of gritty, kind of noir mm. sounding, that kind of old radio kind of 50s. Well, I think we also actually have Reese on the phone right now. Reese, can you hear us? Yeah, yeah, I can. Perfect Hello, stuff. How, how are, are you? you? Yeah, good, thank you. Very good. Will you tell us a little bit about your show or your radio drama? Uh, well, basically, it's a found footage uh, radio. Well, it's more of a podcast drama, to be fair. Um, about a newspaper reporter who visits an alchemist to write a report 
but things quickly go south, and the whole thing told through the tape that were on his uh, pocket recorder that he was taking his notes on the whole time. Very interesting. And what genre does it kind of fall into? I think it's more sort of psychological drama, uh, found footage format. Very cool. What was your inspiration for it? Well, a lot of the tone of it was influenced by uh, the Asylum series of American Horror Story. Just like the sort of unsettling nature um, and like all the crazy things going on that you never expected. Uh, and also there was a radio drama uh, named Archive 81 that's told through a uh, pocket recorder about uh, some cult that gets intercepted. Uh, and I thought that was really interesting as well when I was developing. Very interesting. So it also kind of dips its toes into the horror aspects as well, just a little bit? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah, a part. Now... I, I, I know a little bit about soundscapes and such like this, but what was how did you really try and achieve the tone, that kind of unsettling kind of psychological underlay in the in the show? How did you try and achieve that? Uh, well, a lot of sort of brash elements with um, vintage radio filters over the top of them, so it really had a sort of harsh feel to it. And also, I really wanted to include sort of unexpected elements that came through and sounded sort of distorted as well. But I had to work with a very, uh, like a non-diegetic soundboard, basically, because I was cho- I chose to do found footage. And I, I know that anyone that's ever done like a radio production or an audio piece, everyone kind of has that favorite little piece, that crescendo, that kind of, it all blends together and you go back and you listen to it on loop. Is there anything in that show that you're really proud of? I think the transition between the tapes finishing, uh, where Tony finally gets his recorder taken off him and then contrasted by everybody in the room at the end with a tortured Tony. I think uh, that's probably my favorite part of it because that's the most, that's like the biggest turn in the whole thing. Alrighty. Now, is there anywhere that this can actually be listened to? Is it on Spotify, SoundCloud? Uh, it's just currently on YouTube on, on an unlisted link at the moment, but I am planning to publish on Apple Podcasts in the, the coming future. Fantastic stuff. And what can, what's the tag that we can actually find that under? Uh, it'll be in vivo. In vivo. Nice. How does it feel to be nominated? Well, I'm, I'm, I was shocked to be nominated, to be honest. I, I was very doubtful of it the whole time I was creating it because uh, I ended up voicing a lot of the characters and with editing it uh, like long days or like all week pretty much. I felt like I was going insane at certain points, so to have it uh, seen as a, a certified, well-produced uh, radio drama that's worthy of nominating, I'm really pleased with that. And I, I know that we've spent the majority of our time in radio, on these sorry, in these radio modules, making different shows, but what was the real challenge between transitioning from that to a drama? Well, this was my first uh, radio piece that I created. I'd been, uh, usually I'd make video uh, media, but I thought 
as my main focus was script writing, I thought the radio drama format would be better for me to fully explore my script writing abilities. Because when creating physical media, like with video, you have to rein it in loads to what's actually achievable, whereas I could create so, so much more with a soundscape. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the, my, my thing is I've done script writing before and I really enjoy writing scripts mm. I, writing for the ear is so very different for writing for mm. the eyes is there any challenges that you had to overcome in that creative process well um, a big part of when I start development I always sort of sketch out the scenes anyway because I'm quite storyboard oriented and I always sort of draw the characters to develop them and sort of become familiar with them in the story so I found that way more useful with radio drama because that was the only reference I had then for the entire thing so I definitely had to hammer that a lot more and sort of realise how to describe something without directly just implying what it is basically so yeah it was a challenge but I enjoyed it Yeah, I can imagine that that kind of visual element in the production process certainly helps you allow, like, it allows you to create that soundscape so much more efficiently. But just before we go here, um, what what are your feelings about being nominated tonight? What are the are there any anxieties? Are there any like certainties? Like you know you're going to win, you're going to smash this. What what's running through your head? Well, I just heard the clip of Lauren's drama, and it, it sounded brilliant, to be fair. I, it, it, I'm happy enough just to be nominated. Um, I don't know. We'll pay the best man win. Okay. The, I mean, very neutral. Neut- neutral words, but encouraging words. Encouraging words. <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, coming up next, we're actually going to say bye to you, Reese. So yep. thank you very much no for coming worries. on the show. It's been fantastic. No and good luck for tonight, bud. Thank you very much. Yeah, we now have Leslie coming, who chose these awards, or chose these nominations. I think that she she's has... also got a little message that is going to play over the air. So can we listen to that first? Hi, this is Leslie McMurtry. I want to express my extreme admiration for the radio drama entries this year in the BAFTAs. Reese Evans and Lauren Walker both have submitted some really impressive, original, interesting scripted work, interesting dramas. There's a lot of creativity here. There's a lot of talent. There's a lot of understanding of radio and audio storytelling as a medium. You can tell lots of stories fairly well in radio, but it takes a real understanding of the medium to be able to tell the kinds of stories that Reese and Lauren have told here. So I think they're excellent examples of creativity and approaches to the genre. It was a pleasure listening to them. And, you know, we're so pleased to have such good examples of radio drama. Excellent words, Leslie. That was Leslie, and who is Leslie? Well, thank you. How many times could I say interesting in, you know, 30 seconds? Clearly, I don't belong behind the microphone. I belong um, teaching the rest of you to become great radio Well, we can can test that again right now. (laughs) 
Well, we did hear you earlier on on Rum PMC. So I do think you have a future behind that microphone. You guys are fantastic. Thank you. You're too kind. I did. I, do you know what? I can now take off my bucket list hearing you sing Wet Leg. I'm a big fan of that. I very are much you? En- I, I very to, much enjoyed that set. I'm glad. I had. I felt like, I, well, I wanted to put a slightly different twist on the lyrics, so I hope you approve. Just, I do. I do approve. Just to make it a little bit more PG. It oh. was necessary. I approve. I approve. Okay, very lovely. good. Very lovely. So can you tell us a bit about how you decided, you know, to come up with these nominations or to nominate these lovely people? Sure. Well, both... Um, Reese and Lauren uh, contributed some really great stories, um, really interesting scripts. Um, Reese's is sort of based on found footage, uh, which is a really popular genre in audio drama at the moment. I'm a big fan of it myself. He was really interested from the beginning in creating you know, a specific world. It's sort of set in the 1990s. It's got sort of tech nostalgia with uh, this uh, character who's on a dictaphone recording his thoughts all the way through and he starts as a journalist um, sort of writing a a sort of glad rag kind of piece about uh, in vivo uh, institute which is supposed to be making people better and actually it's got a sinister undertone and the more he delves into it the more sinister it gets um, there are some. There are fetuses in jars. There oh, are nice. rats yeah. running around. It's very gothic. It's very macabre. Uh, dare I say it? It's very Reese. Uh, say, it dances. It sounds like it dances a little bit like in Lovecraft. Yes, it, I, I would say so. Um, it's definitely got, yeah, that sort of uh, earthy horror vibe yeah. to it. Um, and I don't know if Reese mentioned this, uh, but. He, he, he's sort of a very visual person. He, he was talking about yeah. the storyboarding aspects of his Which, you know, you might process. think, you might not associate storyboarding with uh, audio drama, but actually because it is such a visual medium, um, I, I think it helped him, and um, I would definitely encourage it. Um, so that was, yeah, what made his piece really interesting is because he has, you know, that compulsion to do lots of art um, storyboarding, I think it made, you know, gave his story a lot of depth. What about The Bear and the Pilot? The Bear and the Pilot is another is a fantastic idea that Lauren had um, and I was really blown away um, when she first suggested this idea. So basically I, I think it's one of the most radiogenic ideas uh, I've ever heard um, for a drama in that it all the characters are stars and I don't mean stars as in celebrities, I mean actual balls of gas burning brightly as Pumbaa in The Lion King would say. Got it. Um, so it's a romance between um, Arcturus and Canopus, which are stars that are also known as the bear and the, the bear star and the pilot star. So that's where the title comes from. And it's sort of presented as if these stars, these celestial bodies, are having a radio interview. They're being radio interviewed about their, um, their long-lasting love. And they've got some other contributors coming in, various other stars. And it's just such a lovely idea that wouldn't really work in any other medium. I was going to say, because we had mentioned that it, it felt very etheric and very kind of soul-touching, but that, I mean, that's the kind of idea that you only ever get in radio. Absolutely. It, it's so incredibly imaginative. I can't, I'm sad I lack that talent to, to come up with that, because it is, it's quite heartwarming. It really is, it really is. Like, just thinking about these beings that aren't even beings having, you know, something that we would think only happens to people. Yeah, you're giving, like, like, that kind of 
astrological beauty above us and you know souls yeah definitely um the uh, the idea well lauren was very interested among other things in astronomy and she did actually do some research into various stars and she brought that in and also she she was very keen on making the link between you know the the stars and then uh, real people and developing that romance. And I don't want to give it away, but there, there's a sort of tragedy at the end of the story, which really um, I found very emotional, um, and she really built that up well. So, yeah, I think ethereal is the way to describe it, imaginative um, and, you know, very romantic, but also tragic. Were there any other shows that kind of came close to, as Gary would say, biting at the heels of the nominees? Uh, there weren't. Uh, these were definitely the, these were the, the, the two big runners. ones. Yes. Did you have like a certain criteria in your mind? You know, when you were listening to the shows, of what you thought matches or what they needed to reach. Well, like I said at the beginning, uh, using the medium well. Um, you know, the thing that we discovered um, was that you can have a good story in an audio-only medium, but you have to make sure you have to really. Um, walk that fine line between not confusing the audience because they don't have any visual references, but also um, not making it too on the nose. And I think uh, that was uh, one of the criteria as well, sort of making sure, uh, you know, the best radio dramas will will walk that line um, in a really successful way, which they did. And what what makes good radio drama because we've made feature we've made features we've made shows but i don't think either of us have ever done radio drama i don't have think we? so no uh, so what ma- what's the core of a good radio drama the core of a good radio drama is well either tapping in to the interior mind, which you can do, which both of these do uh, really well, but particularly Lauren's uh, The Bear and the Pilot, because you get into the minds of stars. Um, So yeah, using interior space really well. Um, Also, you can tap into imagination. Um, And I think, you know, that's why I really love uh, radio drama, audio drama, is because I, uh, you know, if you have really big ideas, you don't have to worry about having a budget to pay actors. You don't have to worry, well, you have to pay actors, but you don't have to worry about, um, you know, they have to be good voice actors, but you don't have to worry about makeup, costume, sets, um, special effects. Um, so very similar to, you know, audio features, radio features, you've got the same ingredients. You've got your sort of sound effects, your actuality, you've got your voices, You've got music, you've got silence. There's sort of nothing particularly different, um, but it's just adding that extra element of, of scripting, which I suppose, you know, features are scripted t- to an extent, but... Um, it's more of a story. That's it's it. more story-based, like with a narrative. Like, we do have our own, you know, mini-narratives, but it's more telling, you know, telling a story to the audience. I, I, th- I mean, correct me if uh, I'm wrong, but with a feature... Your sort of re- your starting point is reality itself, yeah. mm-hmm. whereas with audio drama, your starting point is with the script. Like you have no audio drama without the script. You could, I mean, a lot of people mistakenly think, oh, audio drama is just a bunch of dialogue, and that gets really boring really fast. I mean, some some writers are really talented and they can do long stretches of monologue. And indeed, actually, there are some good parts in both of these radio dramas that do monologues really well. But you have to have other voices. You have to have 
um, pacing. Uh, you have to have structure. Otherwise, it's just people will, you know, people are very, are very, very busy. They don't have time. Um, so it's got to grab people right away and it's got to be interesting and structured. Well, I think that's actually all we've got time for because we're coming up to 10 2. So we're going to have our amazing producer, Reese Beard, come in and give you guys a little rundown for what's coming up later today on the BAFTARS Audio Showcase. Leslie, thank you so much for coming thank you on the stage. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. I really appreciate it. You're listening to the BAFTARS on Utter Radio. Now you're talking. It's producer Reese Beard. Hello. Hello. How are you, Reese? Um, I'm okay. I um, I'm stressed, but also not stressed, and also tired, and also not tired. You have to be everything today. Very good, very good. I just I I don't even know. Um, You've been running. Yes, I have been. Yes, it's <laughs> been crazy. This is the most amount of exercise I've had. In a while. I don't need an inhaler okay. yet. He's um, been running up that hill. He has been running up that hill. Mm. Yeah, it's um, running up it's been good fun. I think we've all had some really good quality shows today already. I mean, there's only been two shows, and I feel yeah. like I've been here forever already. It's only nearly two. I'm looking forward to later on with the event commentary and having a little drink as well, so it should be Ooh, good. A little drinky poo. Obviously, at Utter, we don't promote... Um, underage drinking. Well, we're not underage. We don't promote no, drinking. we don't promote we're drinking. we I've realised. It's been a long day, Hamish. Yeah. I'm not the one that needs babysitting anymore, evidently. Rude. Should we uh, talk about uh, what's coming up? We of should, course. We yes. So, obviously, now you're listening to the Level 6 Audio Showcase. That's on for a, another nine minutes. You lucky people. I know. And then afterwards, we have the Level 5 Audio Showcase. That's with Matty and Emily. You are Yay. lucky people. You, you've already said my surname. Yes. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> Another two hours of me, lucky, lucky listeners. <laughs> that one is from two till four. And then from four till six, we have the level six visual content showcase with Ellen O'Donoghue and Megan Houghton. Uh, the red carpet show, uh, that's with the lovely Nicole Borrell and me myself in the studio. Uh, that's from six until 7 p.m. when Nicole will be talking to all the people about all the goss, all of the oh, gossip on the red carpet. I'm sure it won't be too shady, you know what I mean? But um, everyone's excited. The same outfit. Ooh, I really ooh, hope so. I ooh. love that he wore it best. That's that's rough. <laughs> and wrapping it up for the day from seven until eight thirty, you're here with yours truly, Reese Beard, and Kieran Davis, who's currently doing a rock symbol in the uh, other room. I can see him through the Posted funky bit of tilted glass. At the back of the studio. Yes. Um, we're going to be doing the BAFTAs event commentary, where there'll also be BAFTAs bingo returning for a second Woo! year, and Kieran has some amazing prizes. There's some um, kind of like a, a rip off wine there, and a few other oh, bits nice. as well, and a non alcoholic beer. Is one of the bingo cards that Emily and Hamish wore the same dress on the red card? Mm. Yeah, yeah. And you've got to like hook me up with your dress guy, yeah. and I'll yeah. Yeah, we started it. Yeah. It's H&M. So lots of things coming up today. It's going to be exciting. Excellent stuff. So mm. a real packed schedule, and we have a little bit of time just before we sign off, guys. What are your big predictions for the Raptors? Oh. I want Bottom Gear to win the radio show, but at the same Funnily time, that. the other two shows as well are very good contenders. I'm happy with anybody winning, and of course, someone's got to win. Someone has to win. Yeah. We're not saying it should be us, but it would, be, it would be nice. In a tw- in a turn of fate, I win all the awards. Yeah, I was about to say in a turn of fate. <laughs> that would be interesting. Just till Dawn has been nominated. Yeah. <laughs> in a turn of fate, it just does that mean Kira just walk up and get the awards instead. <laughs> um, oh, what other ones are there for audio wise? We've got the um, radio drama. That one's a close one. Drama is incredibly close. I. 
My prediction is the Baron the pilot because of that small snippet I heard. It sounded like so like mind warpingly beautiful, beautiful. but Mm -hmm. not to say that in vivo is not because that that sounds like the type of show that if you listen to it more it creeps into your head Mm. do you know what it reminded me of and this is not going to make sense at all but I thought I was listening to Only Fools and Horses just because of like the the voices the kind of crackling yeah I really enjoyed it I'm excited for it and for feature oh it's a close one I think anybody could win that it's it's, it's tied I think so well guys that is all we've got time for today my name has been Hamish Beaton and I have been Emily Lancashire thank you guys so much for listening and this is our last time oh, no. Oh, but, no it's not I'm, no, back, it's in, not. I'm back in 10 minutes uh, this is my last time <laughs> you'll be free sad. of me uh, we've got a little montage to play for the next 5 to take you guys all the way up to 2pm where we'll be leaving you with Maddie and Emily I'll thank be back, you guys, all for listening and have a fantastic night make sure to tune in and watch the BAFTAs It's time for the BAFTAs. Academic Excellence Ashley Day Over time, the use of the staple laugh track has faded out and modern sitcoms have developed newer characteristics to reflect contemporary comedy and its presence. Post-2000 sitcoms such as This Country, The Office, The Inbetweeners and The End of the Effing World have abandoned the laugh track tradition. Kieran Davis Chignall states that the term radiogenic refers to content particularly suited to a non-visual medium. As he writes, uncluttered by visual images, we can hear these sounds more completely because they are on the radio. Therefore, radiogenesis derives from its idealised placement on the airwaves. As a counterpart to this, podgenesis, or the state of being podgenic, is derived from its idealised placement on a portable media player. Olivia Pierce. Lacey's ego, her conscious self, is how she appears online. Shown in the scene where she posts a photo of a coffee and a cookie she doesn't actually like. Her it is how she truly acts, which is represented in the scenes with her brother and time she slips up, like swearing at the airport. Due to the societal pressures of the rating system, her super-ego represses the id, but eventually she succumbs to it resurfacing. Sarah Baker Multiplicities allow media text to always be open to extension, and add more elements that the original cannot satisfy. As conveyed within the case study Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, this multiplicity used a different presentation of Spider-Man, as a way of better resonating with the audience and consequently attract new consumers. Best Radio Drama. Bruce Evans in Vivo. And there's someone across who looks like Richard. The bloke who got released. Richard Clement. Yeah, why? You're the entire reason I'm here. I'm writing a report on your release. What brings you back to in Vivo? I've never left this place. You think I would ever return if I had? Excuse me, Mr. Clements. You are late for your routine checkup with Linda. <sighs> yes, sir. Stick to your brief, Mr. Picton. That's all you're here for. Lauren Walker, the bear and the pilot. Never know the burden of money as a star, but I knew I would do anything for them, and I have so far. Same with my star Canopus. I remember the day Galileo lost his sight. I wept for him. I wouldn't wish to not see my husband again. My one great love as he lost the sight of his. Oh. 
become one. Do not spy on you have Best Love Six TV documentary. Wow. Trudy Wilson, Amy, transforming parkour. I'm good. It, it is quite emotional. Like, everything that people tell you, you sort of internalise, and you almost begin to believe what they say. Lewis Rutter, believe it. To relax, to get any kind of anger and frustration out. There were nobody at that point had ever sort of said anything to me about, well, there are other options for sport if you've got problems with your legs. It was, that, that didn't even feature on my radar. So that was really difficult, struggled massively with my mental health at that point. It was like this, this really awful kind of, almost like a pressure cooker of not knowing what to do. Didn't know what to do with myself. Um, we're in a real mess, kind of depression-wise. Thomas Crisp, people, Escape. As people often, what brings them a sense of meaning or purpose? And they don't know. There's two reasons why you don't know. One, you've never thought about it. Or two, you have thought about it and you still don't know the answer. But if you have thought about it and you still don't know what the answer is, then that's telling. And it's not a make you feel bad. It's just a wee nudge to say, go out and find out what it is. Best Level 5 TV Documentary Ethan Robinson Buell, Solomon Wallace and Samuel Jankowski, MD and Rave Culture. Some cities in the UK have implemented harm reduction strategies such as drug testing at music festivals to reduce the risks associated with MDMA use. However, the UK government has not yet acted on the recommendation to decriminalise drug possession for personal use. Divine Amafule, Megan Rowan and Nicholas Jackson, Save Our Town. And the cinema as well. Business owner Murray has witnessed the town's decline firsthand. Well, it's been in the family this year, in October, 125 years. My husband and I were in this business from the early 60s, and now our son and his wife have taken it over. The health benefits Gabrielle Cluett, Grace Hutchison well and Alexandra Ramsey, Cold Water Swimming. Increased tolerance to stress, decreased inflammation, increased immunity, and a post-swim high. It's a nice feeling, even though I'm, I was cold when I came out, I'm, uh, uh, fingers and toes are all tingly. It's a nice feeling. It's yeah, the tingle and the invigoration and the just feeling alive and it's just like your whole body and mind's reset. Best edit. Ashley Day, Bingo Night. Good morning! All right. It's in the back. I need everybody to put their cell phones, jewelry, and wallets in here immediately. You got it? What do you got? Oh, come on. What, your pants are too tight. Maybe somebody should shop for you a little bit better. What do you got, sweetheart? Oh, gosh. It was here somewhere. Where? I don't know. George Gower, Life After Ike. Growing up here in Galveston was, uh, it was great. You know, I mean, this is an island. How much better can it get? Galveston's a beautiful place to live. It's a beautiful place to raise a family. 
I'm Leon Phillips II, born and raised in Galveston, Texas. Joseph Cook, City Lights. Cat Davies, Alone at Christmas. Your dad has painted this house in lights. You could probably see us from space. Anyway, please give us a call back as soon as you can, yeah? I want to hear all about what you've been up to. Josh Turner, Winter Lights. Yeah. <laughs>